Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. This is Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9, Slap Bet. And it is fantastic. <laughs> it's a good one. Right. Um, yeah, we. this is one of the ones, you know, one of the three or four I've really been looking forward to this season. And last week we spoke about how it wasn't ranked as high as I thought it would be, looking back on it. And my guess was that, you know, it's sort of an unbalanced episode where, you know, really the the hot part of the episode's the last piece with the video and such. Mm-hmm. And I was right. I mean, it, you know, yeah. the whole episode's good. And if you didn't have that last video, if the last video was equal to the first, you know, five-sixths of the show, it would still would have been a good show, a top 100 show. That one catapulted it up much higher and let me allow you to guess where I ranked it. Top 40. Correct. Uh, do you think it's top 20? No. You're right. It's actually 27. Hmm, okay. It has an IMDb rating of 19, I'm sorry, of 9.5. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's tied for the top episode rated in IMDb. You will, I would say, do you want to guess what the other one is, but you never, ever will. Of How I Met Your Mother or every of, single oh, show of all time? Of How I Met Your Mother. No. Um, no, no, no. Like I said, you will never, ever, ever guess. It's not what you would think. I'll, I'll give you this and you still won't get it. Well, yeah, give me three choices. No, because <laughs> now that I've sort of led up to... Okay, fine. Let me just say this. It's in season nine. Oh, the one where he meets the mother? The one called How How Your Mother Met Me. Ah, okay. So the one that's all about Tracy. Mm-hmm. Which isn't that funny an episode, but it does... It's, it's well done. It's well built mm-hmm. and structured. It's funny because I went through... As, as I was reading the trivia for this episode and saw that it was tied, I was like, oh, I, in my head, which ones do I think? Maybe the playbook... You know, which ones could possibly be a 9.5? I would never. And so I'm going through each season one by one. I'm like, nope, nope, no. Season nine, how could it? And then saw it was in season nine. The finale, the very last one, was a 5.5. Wow. A lot of people hating on the finale. There's a couple others that were 5 point, like down in the fives. Not many. Wow. Okay. But just, you know... We don't. We haven't seen that low so far, so it's hard to imagine that it does sink that deep. Right. I did want to save this ranking conversation for this episode. I, I've had it for a little while, but I was waiting to sort of have a slow news day, if you will. A site called What Culture, which is another one of those weird entertainment sites that has a How I Met Your Mother beat, mm-hmm. did their own seasonal ranking. Now, I'll repeat what mine was from worst to best, 9, 8, 7, 1, 6, 2, 5, 3, 4. This ranking, and it kind of goes through each season and says why it liked it and, you know, for the ones that were bad, why it didn't. It actually has season two as their very favorite. Hmm, okay. Which I found surprising, uh... They had the only big difference between other big difference between theirs and mine is they had season seven up pretty high, whereby I have it as the third worst. I found another ranking, I forget what the name of the site was, but we'll I'll do it on another day where they rank their top 10 episodes. 
Okay. And that was kind of fun for me to read. And I'll give a little spoiler alert about, you know, how it compares to mine. I think it, we only shared one top ten episode. Hmm. I only had one top ten in theirs. And, and likewise, obviously. And I was starting to get a little competitive in my head. And I th- was thinking, well, I wonder whose matches the viewers better. And so I, you know, added up the IMDb ratings of their top ten versus mine, and they crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they cheated. Maybe that's how they got their top ten. Could be. I mean, they, they didn't pick all the top ones. What I eventually want to do, and probably in the next, you know, five or six episodes, is to go through and see what the top ten rated episodes are from IMDb, from the ratings. That'd be kind of fun to know. Sounds like it's going to take a lot of time. Not really. It'll probably take me about 15 minutes tops. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not so bad. Okay. Well, let's jump into this episode. I think um, all you fans out there that are fans of the show are probably looking forward to this as much as we were. We start off with a narrator, and it's talking about learning new things about your partner and also learning secrets. And we go through sort of a montage of things he's learning about Robin, like how she can make crepes. She goes through her sex list. I like how she is about to add it up, and <laughs> Ted's like, oh, I got your, to- I got your total. Yeah, I was counting along. <laughs> and I like how she's scared of Doc, of the Seven Dwarves. That's a good one. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It doesn't seem like she has any qualms about telling Ted her number, but yeah. Heaven forbid he know why she doesn't like going to the mall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but... Right. (laughs) Her reasons... I don't know. I I haven't thought too deeply about how embarrassing this really is for her, but she sort of built a brand of being cool. And this certainly was not cool, but it's probably the single most interesting thing about her. Right. And why would you leave that out? I guess it's better than the opposite, which is like, you know, as soon as you meet somebody or within, like, you know, the first few weeks, you're like, I was a pop star in Canada. Or she was still wearing her Robin Sparkles <laughs> jean jacket around. Right. But we'll, we'll get into it as it gets a little bit closer. The way that she answers the question about why she doesn't want to go to the mall is does nothing but promote intrigue. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear your, your take on that. <laughs> so we're at McLaren's. Barney enters with some excitement. There's apparently a gala event he wants to go to for Sharper Image's 500th store. Have you ever been to a Sharper Image? I don't think I have. I have. It's been a long time. I feel like I see more Brookstones now than Sharper Image. Are they the same company? I don't know. I don't think so. But, you know, the, the malls around here now have a Brookstone and Sharper Image. I, I, just, I haven't seen it for a while. I wonder if they're still... Around, I'm sure there aren't 500 as 500 anymore. I feel like Sharper Image was more known for its catalog than its retail walk-in. I have no depth of knowledge on this <laughs> at all. I've never been do to a Brookstone. Never been to a Sharper do Image. You, okay, do you know what a Sharper Image is? It's a store with weird stuff. It kind of has weird stuff. It has like, like sort of the Sky Mall of <laughs> real stores. Very much, yeah. It's very Sky Molly. Um, I think the only things I've ever bought there are like self-massage kind of things. Whoa, that's personal. <laughs> Not in a uh, Samantha sort of way from <laughs> Sex in the City, but real, you know, self-massage things. I don't think I ever used one ever, even as a real massage thing. 
Um, I remember giving them as gifts, and I don't think anyone I bought them. Like, anytime I'd follow up on it, they're always like buried in a closet somewhere. They they didn't work that well. I think unless you're going to get the massage chair, and even our massage chair hasn't gotten any love in the last three or four years. No. Well, we got like the attached. Not we don't have the chair. We have like sort right. of like a thing you can put in a chair to make it a massage chair. It's not as good as a real chair. No. Remember malls? <laughs> yeah, I miss malls. Did you hang out in malls a lot as a kid? Mm-hmm. Like as a teenager? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say not so much as a teenager, but like junior high, middle school yeah. time frame. We'd you know skateboard from our middle school to the mall and hang out in the mall for a couple hours until it was time to make it home for dinner. No, I wasn't allowed to go to the mall without a grown-up in like sixth grade. And my friends, like some of my friends could, and my friends kept making me lie about <laughs> going to the mall with one of their parents so I could go. I'm not sure if I was allowed or not allowed. I'm not sure my mom really knew where I was between school and her getting back from work at like 6 p.m. Well, where our mall was, like you literally had to take the highway, essentially, unless you lived like across the street from it. So there was no way to really get there unless somebody drove you. Yeah, we could take a bus or, you know, we'd have our skateboards. But I don't know if I was allowed. I shouldn't have been allowed at the mall. (laughs) I mean, I had robbed that place blind. I was a very bad kid around those times. Better hope the statute of limitations is up. So they're all excited about going to this gala, and everyone's in. It's at the Willow Brook Mall. I meant to look up where that was. I forgot. And then when Robin finds out it's a mall, she backs out. Mm. <laughs> like Lily's, but we can split a Cinnabon. And Lily's face looks so goofy happy when she says this. Right. She's really excited. Like, I, I paused it, and then it, like, caught her face. as like, mouth, like, fully <laughs> agape. With excitement about splitting the Cinnabon? Yeah, I assume if you live in Manhattan, you probably don't go to malls all that often. So no. It's probably... Uh, I'm not even sure if they have malls. Can you... As we remember, as we'll recall, Cinnabon made my top ten of <laughs> right. desserts. Robin, as they're trying to coax her, says, No, I don't go to malls! And screams at them. And here's where her answer really just does nothing but invite intrigue like her answer is I'd rather not say like if she really if this is really a thing for her you think she would have had some sort of made up excuse of what it is be it you know I don't want to contribute to the decline of small business or you know you could make up something if this is a thing you've been doing for I don't know the last 15 years or whatever however long it's been since she was a teen pop star in Canada but for her to just be like, I'd rather not say. <laughs> Clearly there's a story there. Well, you really jumped to the douchiest excuse. That would probably be the one you would pick. Is I couldn't think of an actual reason to not go to a mall besides. I have a shopping but... problem. If I go to malls, I spend too much money. Maybe. This could be Maybe. One. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so I, she was inviting further follow-up. There was no way they were going to drop it after that. Clearly this hasn't come up before. Right. Um, but I do like, as they all kind of start talking at once after she says that, <laughs> Lily, but that's where clothes live. I didn't hear that. <laughs> okay, she won't tell why. Ted backs her up, and then as uh, Ted makes this sort of impassioned leave-her-alone speech, it cuts to, so what's the deal with you and Malls? Right. Which, at no, either I, his apartment or her apartment, I can't. Oh, they're in bed. Yeah. No, I totally... 
<laughs> and would have done a similar thing. Like, no, no, guys, just just leave it alone. And then as soon as I'm one-on-one with the person, like, all right, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> I assume you will tell me. I, I didn't care much for his guesses. <laughs> I thought Mauled they were kind of funny. Mauled in a mall was pretty good. Arrested in a, a mall. Arrested in a mall if you were Steve Runkle. There were a lot. I had a lot of friends that were actually banned from our local mall that eventually got caught for doing something. I, like, found out you were Canadian at a mall. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for any of these. <laughs> the trapped under the fake boulder was confusing. Like, how how many fake boulders are at malls? How how did this happen? Hmm. But apparently this, how indeed. this happened to nine-year-old Ted. He brings us back up with the, McLar- with the gang at McLaren's. Why? Barney thinks he should be happy because he's delaying that O moment. That one detail that's a deal breaker that you eventually find out about every woman. Yeah, why would you want to delay that? I don't know. I think probably because Barney, it doesn't make any sense coming from Barney because he doesn't want to settle down with any woman. Exactly. So this is sort of a throwaway theory of his. But then we do go through a montage of his O moments. But that's a good point. You know, Barney would never, ever care. All he's trying to do is sleep with the women. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe there was a time where he, where that wasn't his only goal and he was still actually dating. Maybe. Because he becomes more adverse to dating women until he comes back around, falls in love with Robin, and then starts dating women after that. But he sort of keeps getting deeper and deeper into the I'm only into sleeping with women kind of thing mm. for the next you know season or so. And then he starts to move the other way. Right. So maybe there was a, a Barney before we started watching the show, before the, the pilot, that actually was dating women with the intent of you know, something more long-term. Maybe. But yeah, this is a weird argument coming from him. He goes through a montage of those oh moments with women. One wanted to stay a virgin virgin because of her agreement with God, another chews food and spits it out. Another, I do like the, I just turned 30 and then he's out of there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a good look for, you know, how we regard women that are love, you know, beautifully aging and such, mm-hmm. but uh, it being a good Barney moment, yeah. I'd say. The timing was good. Well, and I think it's, I mean, 30 is not old, so I think, you know, it's just Barney's hang up. Well, Ted says, like we do, you want to know that O moment right away and has a flash of him and Robin getting married and her saying that she's a dude at the altar, that she used to be a dude. A little transphobic for the times. I don't know. Maybe he would have leaned into it. We don't. He had a, a, an abrupt reaction, but he didn't run. Well, he says that would have been his O moment. That's the example he gives. Okay. Fair enough. So Lily mentions that her and Marshall don't have any secrets. They share everything. And Barney has a, you know, one of his funny condescending reactions of, you are such a cutie by, here's a quarter, go play something on the jukebox. I have to say, Lily's shirt here is adorable, and I want it. I didn't notice it this time. It's very cute, like a little black sleeveless. I, like I think they call them tops. Thank you. <laughs> Let me mansplain about how we refer to women's fashion. Women's fashion, yes, please. And they do tell every, each other everything. <laughs> like, literally every detail of their day, as we see <laughs> Ted, <laughs> a little bit later. Ted confirms this. and Barney goes through a couple examples of, like, all right, here's things I know that Marshall wouldn't have told you. And, and I don't think any of these were funny. I think they could have done better with the list. We yeah. do get another Marshall losing his pants somehow story. That seems to be, continue to be a problem for him in the series. But <laughs> right. outside of that, I, I didn't love this sequence. 
But it proves Elise's point that, yeah, they don't have secrets. She knows everything. I like Ted's. Not only do they tell each other everything, they want to know everything. And then we get this horrible Marshall retelling of his <laughs> toothpaste orange juice dilemma. But it, it has such a great follow-up from Lily. And then what happened? <laughs> you see Ted on the couch like, oh, my God. Shaking his head. <laughs> Barney has a theory. Oh, I do um, kind of like Lily's <laughs> answer about Seattle because Marshall's never been to the Pacific Northwest because he's afraid of Sasquatch. <laughs> now, and Marshall uh, clarifies he's not afraid. He just thinks everyone should be on alert. You would think because he loves Loch Ness Monster so much, he would also be sort of more in defense of, of Sasquatch. That's true. Or that he would want to go see if he could find a Sasquatch. Yeah, that, that would seem more like Marshall to me. That seemed more canonical. Barney's theory is he knows why. She doesn't want to go to a mall. Which, this just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So it's, you know, she did porn, wait for it, agraphy. Is that our first wait for it? Might be. I can't think of another one offhand. I don't think we don't do as good a job as we could of tracking these things. But his... <laughs> I know why Barney's mind goes to these things, but how do you go from she doesn't want to go to a mall to she did pornography, <laughs> like in a mall or something? Right. He, I mean, his explanation is that, you know, it was... He sees the shame. So, I, guess, I mean, I guess there's a... A way to walk it through that, like, you know, she got recruited at the mall for what was supposed to be modeling, and then it turned into porn. You, you can walk it back, but it's not very straight of a line. <laughs> no, and maybe maybe malls have sex shops where they sell adult feature films in them, and... I don't know. She might have been on one of those. Yeah, I think that's that'd be unusual for a mall. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do have sharper images with uh, self massage machines. <laughs> yeah, but that's at not any important. rate. <laughs> I like Lily says she she does have the fake orgasm noises down. Right. They have very thin walls. <laughs> and Ted objects, but that's, that's not, not what, what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> and then Marshall Mar- thinks she maybe got married at the mall. This happens all the time at Mall of America. Lily says they're not getting married at the Mall of America. Well, just speak to them. Right. Marshall goes through the finer points of you know why you could get married at Mall of America. Now, we've been to Mall of America. <laughs> we have. I didn't see anyone getting married. Remember that huge parking lot we had to park in? It was like 10 stories. Yeah. That took a while. It was a, a big mall. And then I think we just ended up going to a Buffalo Wild Wings there. I think we did because we were both playing fantasy football and we wanted to watch Right, games. watch our games. Yeah, that was after my cousin's wedding. Mm-hmm. A bet arises between Marshall and Barney. Barney challenges him for 20 grand. Marshall doesn't have 20 grand. Marshall doesn't have two grand. He could have said, Marshall doesn't have $200. Actually, now he probably has a little money because the internship pays him. Yeah, if it's a paid internship. But, yeah, they're still saving for their wedding. It seems like Marshall's about to offer Lily as his exchange for the 20 grand, I guess. Which is a weird... We don't see how that would work out because Lily cuts him off. Did you watch the Hulu version or the cable version? Cable. Okay, I wonder if they skipped a whole bunch of stuff, because in the Hulu version, um, Lily kind of backs up Marshall's theory because Robin talks a lot about her friend from Canada that got married really young, and it turned her off to marriage. And so we get a couple of scenes of Robin talking about this. Okay. And so Yeah, that wasn't TV version. Oh, okay. And so Lily posits, you know, as people do sometimes like oh my quote-unquote friend you know Mm -hmm. referring to themselves and so um she mentions that her friend's wedding cake was a giant mrs fields cookie 
and you see Marshall in the background kind of perk up and the like, like kind of <laughs> shake her mm. head at him. <laughs> okay, not bad. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Barney suggests instead of money, how about a slap bet? Mm-hmm. Lily says that's so mature, but when she finds out she's going to be slap bet commissioner, she loves it. Mm-hmm. Barney tells her, you know, she can't be biased. This is going to follow her to her grave. And I enjoy Marshall's retort here that Barney's tombstone will say got slapped slapped by Marshall so hard he died. Yeah, that was good. Lily's was Lily Aldrin, caring wife, loving friend, slapback commissioner. <laughs> Ted says he's going to respect, after all this, respect her privacy. Uh, we get to back to the apartment and Ted Robin are hanging out. They're playing Scrabble. <laughs> Ted misspells husband with a P somehow. Husband? Maybe. <laughs> husband. And he's like, wow, you seem to know a lot about husbands. <laughs> right. Subtle. Yeah. And I, here he's like, yeah, I was talking to Marshall. You know Marshall. <laughs> and he thinks that you, you know, don't want to go to the mall because you got married in a mall. Robin can't say she's not married. Yeah, Robin doesn't dispute this. And which then I guess, you know, and I'm trying to figure out why she won't. Like, is this her thinking, like, okay, cool, here's my reason. I can just run with this. Because you think she's her. She's thinking it over. Right. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Like you said, <laughs> maybe I could, maybe this will just be the best way out of this conversation. Right. She would think her default would be like, what? No, I'm not married. You're an idiot. But yeah, I guess maybe she's, <laughs> yeah, thinks it through for a little bit. Like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down this lane. So she goes with the married story, and then Ted goes, oh, so like it's his oh moment. Right. Now, she could have said, she seems to go with a story that she's married, and the guy just left to go to Hong Kong, and she never got divorced. Right. Why didn't she just say that she got married and divorced? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Um, I think because it sets up a good joke later. Well, no, because they could have still been divorced. And, yeah, and... I think Ted only carries on with this because she is supposedly still married. Right. Yeah, it's a weird choice to to say that. <laughs> yeah, he just left and, yeah, good enough. <laughs> so she said she got married in a mall. They broke up in a mall. Ted is back with his friends. I guess, is he on a clearance at this point? Mm-hmm. Well, we go divorced. the first... No, the, I think the first thing that we see in McLaren's is Marshall slapping Barney. The slap looks real. Yeah. <laughs> they do a good job, both the slapper and the slappy. <laughs> Barney says, dude, your hand is enormous. Marshall says, what did you think? You've seen my penis. I was wondering if that was going to be on the TV version. I yeah, that would have been cut. Um, Lily starts chastising Ted for telling them. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? You just begged me to tell you. A lot of flashbacks and side flashes in this episode. Right. There's a lot of disruption. But it's a flashback to 30 seconds earlier. Right. Please, 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 please tell me, please. And then Ted relents, and that's where we see where we came in, where Marshall just immediately slaps Barney with no hesitation at all. Like, oh, she's <laughs> she's married slap. It is he who suffered from premature slapulations. It was. Ted says that makes him the mistress, or it's the mistress. <laughs> like, Barney goes, pretty sure we're going to call you the mistress. <laughs> right. Marshall. <laughs> well, Ted wants to know if he needs to ask her to get a divorce, and Lily points out that it's a Canadian marriage. It doesn't count. 
Right. <laughs> Marshall offers to check for Ted at the law library for details of Canadian marriage laws. Right. Yeah, if they've been separated for this long, maybe they're just automatically divorced. I don't know. I guess that's maybe an actual thing in some countries. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Doesn't sound right. I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me either, but who knows. Marshall can see his handprint on Barney's face. Barney <laughs> right. says, don't get so cocky slappy. Just because you're right doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> right. So. And Barney's going to go through a lot of Canadian porn. Yeah, but it's a, it's a big ask for him. They don't have breast implants, and apparently they have very similar story themes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's about to go oot of his mind. There's a lot of oot in the boot in this episode. Mm-hmm. Marshall enters the apartment and tells Ted that Robin's not married. And Ted's wondering, how can he confront her? And Marshall says, you know, lawyer her, ask a lot of details. This leads to a really good interaction. It does, but is this something Marshall can actually check? Like, I mean, I, I guess would the records be online that he has access to Canadian <laughs> marriage records through the law library? I wouldn't think so, but it's plausible enough where we can just let it go. Okay. <laughs> you can see, I mean, it's vital records. So when I worked at LexisNexis, we had we had that data. We could mm-hmm. see who was married to whom. But not just anybody can tap no, into it. You have to have no, it. and actually, you know, it's not like I could even... I was only allowed to go look at my own profile. I couldn't even look at yours. I would have gotten mm-hmm. fired. Right. So, well, no. Good. Now you don't know about all my other marriages. <laughs> these, these things do get audited. I actually do, because I looked at uh, all mall marriages 6,000 database. <laughs> Too bad for you. I didn't get married in a mall. Oh, damn. Yeah, lawyers can look up people's information, but if it has to trace back to something, there's a lot of auditing being done on whose information you're looking at. <laughs> so presumably a law student can't just look up whoever he wants for no reason. I mean, I was really disappointed when I found out I wasn't allowed to look at just anybody. <laughs> I mean, I could have spent, I mean, it would have been a lot of wasted time, but I would have sat on my computer over weekends looking up people and... Just out of curiosity, seeing who's been arrested. That's why they have that rule. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think they said that the big, one of the bigger issues was employees looking up celebrities oh. to see if like they had properties nearby and see what their net worth like meter was. And hmm. so there's, uh, there's obviously a lot of reasons, but <laughs> right. private eyes I think have access to LexisNexis, but again, you know they have to like link everything back to a case and it has to be auditable. People like you. Ruining it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. <laughs> Only because you would have gotten in trouble. True. Oh, no, I would have violated everybody's privacy if I had the chance. They wouldn't have just fired me. I would have gotten arrested. So it was like it was more than just, on my last day, I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to do. Because <laughs> it's too late. I'm already leaving. Right. I guess that's why they do make it illegal, so that you can't just do it, even though you know you're leaving. Makes sense. <laughs> Okay. Ted is back with Robin, and he's got right, a strategy. We, did, we skipped over it kind of quickly. Um, Marshall suggests, yeah, he kind of interrogate Robin, you know, lawyer her, and see what if he can get her to trip up to see why she's no, I said about that. this. It was a while ago, though, so okay, just bringing it back around. There's a lot. Ted brings up a lot of talk of 
honesty and truth. And you know what's so good? (laughs) (laughs) The best part about your honesty, how truthful it is. (laughs) I like how Robin goes, I say we just move on. (laughs) So Ted starts to push for details. You know, what month was it? June. Ah, Canada in June. That's the dream. (laughs) I love his delivery of that. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. So he goes through the, you know, the, the questions of sit down at a buffet, band or DJ, how many bridesmaids, flowers, color scheme. Um, I have to go back to this. <laughs> and this is something I haven't really, I didn't really think about until like this episode, like really like having to take notes and think it through. But <laughs> seeing they did butler hors d'oeuvres in the atrium and the dinner was a buffet in the food court with a filet mignon and potato crusted salmon. Like, so I'm just picturing this like actually in a mall. <laughs> and then in the food court. <laughs> so it's not like it's a reception a, hall off of a mall. Like they're literally in the middle of the mall eating. Quite a, it's quite a portrait. <laughs> right. Eating filet mignon, you know, next to Orange Julius or Dairy Queen or whatever. She does such a great job with the details, but then gets caught up on the name of the husband. Right. And then he calls her out for it. Um, he says he looked it up at the library. <laughs> Then she sort of turns the details table mm-hmm. on him. What library, you know, he's something about lunch and he makes Yeah, it. What, what library, when did you go? He says at lunch and then starts over explaining what he had for lunch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what database did you use? Um, yeah, what database did you use? He says the Canadian male marriage 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best he could come up with. (laughs) So then he confesses. She's really mad for telling to sharing her secret, but it was a fake secret. Now, okay, where where do you stand on this one? He betrayed her trust, but it was a fake trust because she was lying to him. But he didn't know that until... So you sound like you're on her side. <laughs> I am, because she makes a good point. Like, okay, maybe I'm going to say this thing. Let's find out if the group finds out. And if they don't, then maybe I'll tell you. So this is kind of like a test to see how he does, and he fails miserably. But it wasn't really a test. It was a test. It wasn't a test with truthful information, but it was a test of how well can you keep something I'm telling you as a secret. I don't think she was really testing him, though. I think she, she did. Just... She said, don't tell anybody. Right, but I think she thought that he would just let it die because she said, don't tell anybody. I I think her intention was to make this whole thing go away and just let it end. I don't think she was really testing him to see if she would tell a secret she told him. Well, even if that wasn't her intention, now she knows. So True. But my original question was, is she right he betrayed her trust even though she was telling a lie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because as far as he's concerned, that's the truth. Until he tells somebody and then finds out that it's not the truth. Well, here's the difference, though. I feel like if it was the truth and it sounded a little more heartfelt and honest, like, yeah, it didn't work out. We got divorced. That's a part of my life I don't like to share. I'm not ready for the rest of the group to find out. He probably wouldn't have said anything. But that she remained so mysterious about it and it still sounded so implausible. Getting married in a mall. (laughs) And then breaking up in a mall and the guy moves to Hong Kong. I mean, it just it's so implausible that it never came up before. And I think he gets a bit of an out here in that it wasn't real. Maybe a little bit. It's a big risk to take, though. Yeah. No, I still stand by my... Like, if I'm, if I'm testing somebody to find out if you can keep a secret and 
even though I completely make up what the thing is, you tell somebody, then that proves that you're not <laughs> someone who can keep my real secret. Okay. And she says, now he'll never know when it's good, too. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I like this next sequence. You're driving me crazy. No wonder your fake husband moved to Hong Kong. He moved there for business. <laughs> <laughs> good exchange. <laughs> we go to McLaren's. Uh, Barney enters and calls out Marshall right away. Apparently, Lily spilled. And we get a flashback to uh, the details con- a detailed conversation between Marshall and Lily and then him telling her that he found out she wasn't Robin wasn't married and now she's goes into sort of a tailspin of what do I do? Yeah, she's a slap at commissioner. She has to uphold her duties, I guess. So she must have told Barney I don't know when, but yeah, at some point tells Barney and decides to take his retribution. Well, actually, no. So Lily... Lily's ruling. Yeah, Lily rules. That, Barney gets right. three slaps. Right. One for lying, one for premature, premature slap. Three all together, and Marshall <laughs> gets slapped very quickly three times in a row. And looks like he's about to cry, understandably. He is crying. I mean... And Marshall says, no, you're going to cry. Can anybody get slapped in the face three times and not cry? I don't know. It seems like it would be tough. I feel like I'd rather get... Slap, punched in the face and slapped in the face. I feel like slapping <laughs> hurts more sometimes. Unless they break your jaw. Okay. We're back at the apartment. Robin and Ted. So they're arguing again about the secret because now, you know, Ted still knows Robin has a secret about why so, she won't go to the that's mall right. that she's not saying. This is still the same argument. We haven't left when they were in the apartment before, I think, right? They're, they're still there. I'm not the, sure. Maybe. When he makes the Hong Kong line. And then Martin... <laughs> Marshall, Lily, and Barney bust in, and Barney says he knows her secret. Or should he say, Robin Sparkles? And then, you know, everyone's intrigued. Ted tries to shut it down and, you know, sincerely trying to shut it down. Yes, but in pure 2006 <laughs> life, um, Barney mentions that somebody's about to upload it to MySpace. Mm-hmm. So. Someone has a videotape. That they're going to upload to MySpace in Malaysia. And then Robin ultimately allows it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that she was like, no, please don't. Oh, okay, fine. (laughs) I want to do the Robin back and forth right now with you and me. I'll be Barney as she's kind of explaining herself. (laughs) Go. Start with I I was You're Robin with I was young. Wait, hold on. I want to stress that I was young. Yeah, you were. And I didn't know any better. They never do. And it started out as an innocent modeling job. It always does. <laughs> All right, that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, uh, or rather, Colby Smulders actually was discovered as a model in Canada at a to become an actress. Not at a mall. <laughs> All right, so here we are. So the video starts playing, and we get Robin. Wait a second. So her look. Oh, I was about to get into that. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, she's got really big, puffy 80s hair and like a little, you know, Catholic school type uniform on. Yeah, she's in a classroom. Right, one-on-one with a teacher, you know. His name's Mr. Johnson. (laughs) I didn't pick up on that. Alluding to the porn, (laughs) his mustache, fake mustache is peeling off. Oh, I didn't notice that either. And she um, is sorry she was a bad girl, but is there something she can do to make it up to him? So Barney stops it. 
right. says he was right and then slaps Marshall again. Right. So, you know, Barney has his proof. There's no point in, you know, watching Robin in this video because, you know, he's proven his point and, yeah. That's not nice to do to Robin, I guess. Robin's like, what the hell was that? They explained the bet. And Robin says, it's not porn. Porn would be, this is more embarrassing than porn. Or this is, porn would be less embarrassing. (laughs) And they hit play. And then she goes, how about I sing Sing you a song? song. And her whole demeanor changes into this (laughs) really goofy, poppy. We get into an MTV like (laughs) video. And I like how our album is called Make It Sparkle. (laughs) And. Her look was very, you know, the whole thing was very Tiffany slash Debbie Gibson. Mm-hmm. She had sort of the Debbie Gibson hat and hair, and Tiffany was very famous for performing in malls around that time, so that's sort of the mall theme. And they also said there's a lot of, I read that there's a lot of Alanis Morissette in this, because before Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette was a Canadian version of Tiffany no. and Debbie Gibson, yeah. Really? We'll have to see if we can find someone's MySpace that has a video of Alanis <laughs> Morissette pre-Jagged Little Pill. That is hilarious. How did I not know that? Um, so I want to read some of my highlights okay. from the video. First of all, her band is so <laughs> great. Oh my god, this band. <laughs> they have a guitar player and these the, the musicians are like doing the back-to-back like a heavy metal band would be doing as they're playing. One of them looks a lot like Kenneth from 30 Rock. They have really new wavy hair across the board in the band. There's still a lot of a boats in, <laughs> right. in the lyrics at this point. <laughs> so we find out that Robin had to tour malls singing this. For a whole year. <laughs> and I like Marshall's, if this is the 90s, why does it look like 1986? Robin says, the 80s didn't come to Canada until like 1993. <laughs> <laughs> You know, kind of peppered throughout the next you know few minutes is everybody kind of making it known like okay we're gonna keep watching this, <laughs> um, and so Marshall says you know um, taking a break from the first of many many viewings I can't help but notice that this isn't porn. This is where we get the accusation of premature stopulation, right? And so Lily jumps in again to slap at commissioner, and um, Ted interrupts because Robin's rapping. Oh my god, Robin's rapping! Robin's rapping, you guys. <laughs> So we get back. Her, her physical mannerisms as she's rapping, like sort of like the upside down elbow arm thing, and <laughs> it's like she's imitating a character on The Simpsons in the '80s who's rapping. It's hard to explain, but it was very cartoony the way she was contorting her body to be a rapper. Right. So getting back to. The slap at commissioner ruling, um, she gives Barney the choice of ten slaps right now or five slaps that can be doled out at any point in the future. And so we get a quick little back and forth between Robin and Ted about which is better. Now, this is idiotic. What Lily should have decided is five slaps right now in a row or ten over time because it seems like it's an easy choice. I'd rather have five slaps and not all right in a row because that's going to really hurt. So I think that that's an, such an obvious choice. Now, yes, they make it into this, the anticipation's the worst part mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think up front, logically, it should be five slaps right now or ten over time. Okay, I can see that. So Barney decides to go with five for eternity. 
So we get Ted and Robin making up, and then Barney gets slapped. We get more video. Barney wants to know if she has to laugh like that every time. The <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get a very somber yes from her. <laughs> and then we get to the part in the video where it goes, and don't forget the robot. And I like how her Robin Sparkles like shrugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> At this point, she's with the guy that looks like, that combs his hair like Gretzky. Yes. So, yeah, there's, there's sort of a, a guy love interest in the video. And Somehow they end up in space. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall high-fives her for the robot. And it seems I don't sort of, really know why. It seems sort of improvised because, like, she barely high-fives back. <laughs> and she looks completely unprepared for his line or the high-five. So it almost seems like something. I mean, they, they had to have planned it because why else would they cut to them? Because right. they're not really watching the video as actors right now. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think it was planned, but she, it sort of seemed improvised to me, the way it unfolded. It was kind of weird. It was almost like he recognized the robot. <laughs> I don't know. And obviously this robot keeps showing back up every time we go to Robin's past and present <laughs> right. about her Canadianness. Okay, the, it gets to this point in the video where she's fighting with her boyfriend in silhouette. <laughs> but it's a different guy now. It's not the same guy as that was in the mall in the food court. Really? Yeah. You can tell, like, the haircut's completely different. It's not the guy in the blazer? Well, he doesn't have a blazer. He has, like, a vest on over a long sleeve button-up shirt. Oh, I'm picturing him with a blazer. I need to watch it again. <laughs> it's funny how they say that the... We didn't get the 80s until 93 in Canada. Because mm-hmm. I remember in when I was in college, you could always recognize the European transfer students because they'd always be dressed like guys in the 80s from the U.S., even though at this point it was like 94, 95. Oh, wow. Like their style was like somehow remarkably eight or nine years older than us. That's interesting. And their haircuts, too. Their haircuts were all very 80s. Huh. I wonder if that's different now with... The internet. Yeah, maybe. We get the last dance scene in the mall, and <laughs> the guy with the Gretzky hair is doing a robot to the degree where Marshall should really be taking notes. <laughs> this guy's robot just crushes Marshall's robot. And then we get a... <laughs> gonna rock my body to yeah. the break of day, I'm gonna rock the body to the... And then, yeah, so we get Robin dancing in front of the Canadian flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that kind of wraps it. Was yeah. Anything? yeah. No, that was the end. The of end of the video so. is the end of the show. Oh wow! You should see if you can put the song in at the end here. I'll try. Because I can't imagine you're listening if you haven't watched the episode. But just in case, <laughs> and even if you have, <laughs> who doesn't I, want to hear the song again? I feel like when I saw this episode and this scene of this episode, this was the greatest comedic <laughs> moment I had ever seen on TV for anything. I mean, it's almost 15 years later. It's still amazing. Yeah, and, you know, even though I have this episode ranked back at 27, I'd say that this is probably the best sequence that the show has to offer. And it's the best that, I mean, they don't, they they come back to the Robin Sparkles well a few times, but this is the best. Like, it never quite matches up to this original. Yeah, this was a very peaky moment with her past. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I do, you know, the episode that they do next with the next, you know, video and James Vanderbeek is an amazing episode, but it doesn't have the same, <laughs> the same hit, you know, as this video and just everything. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> everything about it. The dancing, the outfits, the... <laughs> the commentary by the yeah, gang. Right. The lyrics. Like, it's all just uh, hilarious. I love it. I feel like Go to the Mall is, like, their country's version of um, Party in the USA. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we do, like, many seasons from now, I think, that we get Marshall, like, karaokeing the song at the Minnesota bar. I think it's at the Canadian bar. bar. Yeah, it is the Canadian bar. That's right. And the robot comes out during it. Oh, does it? During the karaoke, yeah. (laughs) I don't know how. Hilarious. I'm pretty sure that happens. What's your favorite joke? Um, It is either the Canadian mall marriage 6000 or the argument about why her fake husband moved to Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, it's, I thought I would have picked something from the video. But I, I'm with you. Canadian Mall Marriage 6000. <laughs> and least favorite? Um, we skipped over it, but Barney, when he's trying to convince everybody to go to Sharper Image, says he's buying three of them foot massagers and one of them a nose hair trimmer. And you know who you are. Yeah, that wasn't so good. I think, I think I'm think i going with the scene where Barney's trying to name something that he doesn't know about Marshall. I think that kind of all... Was equal to equally not so great, but I think you're right that nose trimmer one was pretty pretty low down there. Uh, next week we have single stamina. We get to meet James Barney's twin brother, not twin, not his brother. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. I, I hate it when we have like a really great one and then have to announce like a, one I'm not looking forward to. It's such a let, it's such a come down. Sort of how we what we had to deal with between we had Swirly and then we the next week we had Atlantic City. It's like oh man, yeah, this one's better than Atlantic City. That's a City, tough. Though. That's a tough bridge. Oh no, 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 that's my point. I like this one. Single yeah. stamina is good. Yeah. The introduction of James is sort of, in my opinion, the peak of James mm-hmm. when he comes in and gives his speech and motivates them all to go out. Yeah. And, and just seeing the interplay between Barney and James at the bar and the surprise that it's Wayne Brady. Mm-hmm. All right, where can people find us and write to us? People can find us at runklerecaps.com. You can email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at runklerecaps, on Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. And please rate, review, subscribe, do all of those things that help other people find us. Yeah, stop being freeloaders. <laughs> we don't ask a lot. All right, well, I need to head out to my guitar lesson. And Jen realizes that she forgot to register us in the Puerto Rico Beach Wedding 6000 database. So (laughs) uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. All right. Bye.